0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan, and I will be your host. Fat loss, getting toned, and getting in the best fucking shape of your life doesn't have to be reduced to endless cardio and restrictive diets. It's my goal with this show to give you practical insight strategies and the power to achieve all of your fat loss goals. Like an got my eyes on the prize and I want live till I die, make a difference, right? I want to give those in need a reason to fight. I want to live every day like it's my last night i want to change how we play the game oh what's going on everybody welcome back to um well okay what is it today uh today it realistically speaking we're just you're just gonna listen to me ramble today that's usually what it is but 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 big butts i like big butt um i actually am trying to get more guests on the show I was talking to another coach, a friend of mine, and uh, I might have a on in the near future. We're trying to set up dates right now. Definitely going to try to see if I can make this work. I know I can make this work, but I've been saying this for like two years. I've had like a handful of guests on, but I, I finally, finally think I'm going to do it. I finally think I'm going to do it. I feel like I'm comfortable enough to do it. I think it was one of the things that was holding me back, to be honest with you. I didn't even feel comfortable, like, dude, yo, if you could listen to my old podcast, they were atrocious, like, the first couple, oh, so bad, you could tell I was nervous, but, like, I'm definitely more comfortable podcasting, I'm definitely more comfortable um, just talking to other people in general shit, Uh, so I think I'm gonna do it, definitely gonna think I'm doing it, because, like, I want to share more perspectives with people, I definitely want to do that, because, you know, I share a lot of my own experience, my own perspective, but that's just me, that's just me. And I want to be able to provide as much value to you beautiful souls who tune into the podcast as I possibly can in order to do that. I think the move is going to be to bring more people. So we're going to do it. Okay, so today I want to I, I know I talked about this before um, I talked. I'm, going to, I'm actually looking at the episode titles I'm trying to figure out how long this was. Uh, i guess it's really not that relevant because i can't find it today i want to talk about how you can begin to intuitively eat and i even have something for you at the end of the episode um, that i will link in the show notes so you don't even have to listen to the whole episode if you don't want to you can just go to the show notes and find the right link and click just click on shit until something happens realistically And you'll get what I'm talking about. So today I want to talk about how you can begin to intuitively eat some of the things that I've implied or implied, uh, implemented that really helped me with that. And I really do think that if you began to implement these things, you'd really start seeing changes almost immediately, obviously, uh, maybe it's not so obvious. It depends on where you start, right? So if you're starting from like, uh, step one, you you came to the conclusion, maybe you went to the doctors, but regardless, you know you wanna lose weight, you wanna start losing fat, maybe getting more tone, getting more defined, building some muscle, whatever you wanna do, all you know is you wanna lose a little bit of weight and get healthier, right? Let's just start there, you know that. Um, If you begin, begin to implement some of these today, I really do believe that you would start to see results, probably within a couple of weeks. And this is the thing about weight loss and why people see it so quickly when they make a shift in their diet or their lifestyle uh, is because what's happening is you have, when we carry excess weight, we become inflamed and inflammation is, I'm gonna Google search uh, what the actual definition is, but essentially our body's response to like a foreign invader or something that's not naturally supposed to be there. So inflammation is part of the complex biological response of body tissues to harmful stimuli, such as pathogens, damaged cells, irritants, and is protective response involving immune cells, blood vessels, and blah blah. There's got to be a better definition. That's that's church fucking Wikipedia. <sighs> okay, so no, just just give me a good definition. Inflammation plays a key role in many diseases, some of which it's literally the the, the root cause of all diseases. But the way I look at inflammation is essentially your body's response to something that's wrong within your body. So if you carry excess weight, your body's most likely, I'm not going to say always cause I don't, I can't hundred percent prove this, but most likely dealing with some kind of inflammation response because, uh, from a biological standpoint, I really do try. And I, th- I really do try it from, you know, when it comes to health and fitness, try to look at things from a biological standpoint, because I think it's the most unbiased unemotionally attached way to look at these things. Um, from a biological standpoint, we are not designed to carry excess amounts of weight, no matter how much people want to believe that, uh, you know, being overweight or obese, obese, especially is, is, is healthy. Uh, if you want to live your life that way, by all means go for it. But realistically speaking, biologically speaking, our bodies are not designed to be able to handle excess amounts of weights like that. So, Inflammation is the response to that. So like if you, even if like you have, if you're a diabetic and you have to deal with like some kind of insulin uh, issues within that, like you're most likely dealing with inflammation at the same time because that your body has to work twice as hard to be able to do the things that it normally does. So inflammation is at the root cause of just about everything. So to bring this back in, when you're carrying excess weight, when you have, you know, maybe some chronic disease like some kind of heart conditions, um, what are some other things that people deal with? Like, yeah, diabetes, obesity. You know, your your body is maybe not always, but maybe in a constant state of uh, inflammation. And when you begin, and inflammation draws in water and things like that. So when you begin to lose weight, your body doesn't need to. Uh, you lose some of the inflammation, and your body doesn't need to send the nutrients and all the things like that to the inflamed area. So with water weight um and things like that you're gonna lose right away you're less li- you're most likely also gonna be dealing with less inflammation so therefore you're gonna lose some weight it's also why to tie this back in before i get into it, i'm sorry i just love talking about this shit sometimes it's so fucking cool okay so um along with like if you started lifting weights you know if you if you lifted weights today right and even if you ate right, you did all the right things, you've been doing it for, you know, months, right? And then tomorrow morning you went to weigh yourself, you may see the scale go up a little bit. And this is why the scale is simply one measure to one way to measure your progress. But you may see the scale go up a little bit. Even though like, oh man, I exercised today, I moved my body, I ate all the right foods, I got my vegetables in, I got my protein, all the things, but my scale still went up. Well, when you lift weights, you are putting physical mechanical stress on your body. Good, the good kind of stress, right? The good kind of stress. Um, but, however, however, no more buts today because we're going to talk about more butt stuff at the end. However, uh, your body becomes a little bit inflamed because, again, good inflammation isn't a bad thing. You know, kind of think the world is making it media, science maybe portraying it that way. At least that's the vibe I get. So, to round it back, sometimes I just speak so fast i like stop and catch my breath. So when you lift weights one day, you go and you try to, or you check your scale the next day, you may realize that, you know, you went up, like, even if it's like a half a pound or a pound, it just could be because of inflammation. Your body is healing the muscle tissue that you broke down from the weightlifting session the day before. So if your body fluctuates like that, if you trained really hard one day, you ate all the right food, you drank your water, you got a good night's sleep, you slept like a fucking fetus, you still, maybe see the scale go up just just a hair and that just could be inflammation so now that i got that out of the way i really um you know i'm i am beginning to realize that you know information having the knowledge isn't always powerful sometimes it can be a very huge limitation especially i've very much noticed this in my own life however there are times where i think it's very useful okay so now that's all out of the way and i think i'm like fucking eight minutes into this shit yeah eight minutes exactly or eight minutes and 15 seconds well, let's finally talk about this so, these I have in front of me here, my pillars to fat loss or my guide to weight loss. I've had a million names for it. I can't really decide yet. Doesn't matter. The guide is going to be in the show notes for all of you guys for free. If you want to begin implementing the pillars that I did to get, like honestly, I showed pictures in it. Like I was actually pretty fucking lean this time last year. Like it's kind of wild. Uh, I I probably put on like 20 pounds in last year. It's pretty it's pretty gnarly stuff. So this is what I did to lose a good amount of fat, like get pretty fucking lean and maintain it, you know? So, and I I honestly, I still intuitively eat, even though I'm trying to put on size. So first up, the first rule, the first, not rule, the first pillar that I implemented, and this one I left in the pillars to be optional because I definitely don't think it's for everybody, is intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting has a bunch of health benefits. It has, um, has a lot of mental benefits as well. It... It's essentially, you're just kind of skipping breakfast, realistically speaking. All you're doing is skipping breakfast. Where's my water? Hold on, please. Cheers. Um, You're essentially just skipping breakfast, pushing your meal back, like your first meal back, like six or seven or eight hours a day, and drinking water. That's huge, that's huge. You gotta stay hydrated during this time period because you're not getting nutrients from food, so you need to hydrate. So if you're gonna do intermittent fasting, you gotta hydrate. So you're pushing your first meal back. And what that's essentially doing is it's closing down your eating window. So think about your day as a 24-hour period. And if you eat your first meal at 8 a.m., your second meal at 1 p.m., and then your last meal at 6 p.m., your eating window, let's say you finish your last meal at 6.30, maybe you have a midnight snack, like a snack before bed. Then you have that at 7, let's just say. So you're eating from 8 to 7. You're eating for about 11, you're eating for 11 hours. So you wake up at 7, you go to bed at like 11, So your eating window is 11 hours, whereas if you were to push that meal back and have your first meal at 1, when you have your your lunch, you would be eating at 1 and stopping eating at 7. So you have a 6-hour eating window. So let's take a 2,000-calorie diet, and you're trying to lose weight with that. Instead of breaking 2,000 calories up among 11 hours and having smaller meals, you can have it within 6 hours and have massive meals. And I personally enjoy this because, you know, when I intermittent fast, I do a bunch of work things in the morning. I work out and then I break the fast shortly after my workout. I'm just like, yeah, baby, let's go. And I'm just like, I have such um, an appetite because I trained, uh, I got a bunch of shit done. I was super productive. I'm like, all right, cool. Now I can just eat this shit and chill out for like an extra 20 minutes and then get back to work, get back to the things I'm doing. Um, That eating window I discussed, it can be 10 hours like a 14 hour fast is pretty fucking solid i just wrote a meal plan for a client and we're starting off with a 14 hour fast because it's a good starting place where you don't have to feel like you're super restrictive because that that could be an issue for some people if you dealt with restrictive diets in the past then this is why intermittent fasting may not be for you so if you've dealt with restrictive diets in the past and intermittent fasting sounds like that to you then don't do it but pushing the meal first meal back a little bit can allow you to consume more calories in a smaller time period and if you like bigger meals and make you feel more satiated more satisfied uh fuller then that might be a move for you this one's completely optional on the pillars in my fat loss pillars but it's there number two number two is my favorite number and this is why i put this one as number two because it's the most important one intermittent fasting is just my favorite so it's number one but number two eat your fucking vegetables and that's exactly how i put it in the pillars in my fat loss guide because the reason i put that in there like that is because i want to emphasize i really want the fucking to drive home how important it is to eat your fucking vegetables so i have in here minimum four servings of vegetables daily so if you're eating two big meals you're doing intermittent fasting like i did i broke it up and had two Servings of vegetables for meal one, two servings of vegetables for meal two. You can have an all four. You can have all four servings at one meal. You can have more than four servings of vegetables. But if the goal here is to lose fat, then we need to double down on our vegetable intake, my friends. Double down on the veggies. Why? Why are we doubling down veggies? Well, here's why. Because for one, for one, they're nutrient dense. Like you take, hold on. I'm just gonna- I got my computer, I do this almost every time. Kale. Nutrient profile. Maybe that's the wrong way to schmoogle Google this, but um I did it. Nutrition facts about kale, lettucinfo.org. That's a real website, my friends. So it's got calcium and iron, potassium, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin K, folate, phosphorus, magnesium. And that's just one serving. It's got 25% of your daily vitamin C intake. It's got 80% of your daily intake of vitamin k that's just one cup imagine if you went ham on that shit imagine if you went ham on that shit it's got flavonoids it's got a couple of things i'm not going to try to pronounce because i have no idea but like there's just they're just so nutrient dense and that's why getting quality eating quality food quality whole foods and getting the nutrient dense foods is going to allow you to feel more satiated and stuff like that because you're getting all the nutrients that your body needs like we need all the, the vitamins the water soluble vitamins like b the b vitamins uh and the vitamin c we need the fat soluble vitamins like vitamin a d e k all those we need the vitamins and minerals the electrolytes we need to get that and we can get that through whole foods especially if we double down our vegetables. So four servings of vegetables daily. So if you want to begin intuitively eating today, start by intermittent fasting. That sounds like your cup of tea. Stay hydrated, which we're going to get to that point. Trust me. I ain't going to let day go by. We ain't going to talk about hydration. I even had some coconut water. I'm about to crack this bitch open. Let's go. Uh, damn, they make these fucking cans like. Uh, nope, that didn't work. I might have to. Uh, uh, I am struggling. I just, oh, here we go. I just cut my nails. They would have came in handy. Anyway, and I'm not even that caffeinated. I'm like amped up. It's because like this shit this shit works. This shit fucking works. Okay, so we talked about one and two, intermittent fasting. If that sounds like your cup of tea, you don't have to do it. Number two, four servings of vegetables daily. Actually, I didn't even put intermittent fasting as a pillar. It's just an optional thing. Pillar number one technically is um eat your fucking vegetables. I swear to God, it says that in the pillar, in the in the fat loss guide. You should download it and check it out. The link will be down in the show notes number three and i'm reading this word for word drink some motherfucking water i actually put m because it was too long but drink your fucking water one thing i think people really do confuse a lot of and um i will admit i was guilty of this when i started my uh, health health and fitness journey is they confuse hunger for dehydration and um over the course of your life if you don't Pay attention to this it's really easy to do that because every time you get that cue within your body and i've talked about habits on the show i truly do try to look at everything in our lives as habitual and this made things really easier to shift in my life so um with that being said if you look at that response you you feel that hunger feeling in your body rather whether it's dehydration or hunger regardless of which one it is and you respond to it by eating food naturally your body and well you for that matter that's how you're going to be respond to um that feeling almost every single day if you do that for 5 10 15 years then you know by the time you're 30 35 40 you're going to have the response of that's hunger i need to eat food and that may not be the case so pillar number two is drink some motherfucking water and the rule of thumb here is every time you feel hungry, does not matter the time of day, it doesn't matter if you're doing fasting or not. If you feel hungry, then chug eight ounces of water. I mean, for me, I usually, I have a 24, probably about 26 ounce glass here, and I chug half of that, I'm gonna do it right now. Chug with me, let's go. So pillar number two is drink motherfucking water. Drink your motherfucking water. Every time you feel hungry, drink some water and wait to see what happens. And then water before every single meal, especially, and these pillars can apply to just intuitively eating just for health, but if fat loss is the goal, water before every meal too. So again, pillar number two is every time you feel hungry, drink your water first, wait to see what happens, and then water before every single meal. Number four carbs to avoid because we don't have to avoid all carbs carbohydrates are not bad for you i promise um i actually started this pillar off with i have a quote that i like to start with and and i really and really allowed this to sink in carbs are not bad carbohydrates are fuel for my body and you know who said that me <laughs> so So, so, so what this means is not all carbs are bad. Carbohydrates are our brain's preferred source of energy. So let's fucking give it. Let's, oh, oh, whoops. I I almost, I almost, uh, you're not going to hear it, but my outro song was too early. So I started to hear it. but carbs aren't bad. If our brain prefers it, why not give our, our brain, you know, the the source of energy it prefers? Why not give our body the source of energy it prefers? So we need we need all. We need all of the macronutri- yeah. 유럽, <tactile> macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fat. And we're gonna get to all of that, trust me. So you need to avoid certain carbohydrates. Um, you want to avoid like your processed breads and pastas, the white breads, the white pastas, like your potato chips. They're highly processed potatoes. Potatoes aren't bad, but the potato chips, the French fries that are just doused in oil and deep fried and shit. That's no way. No bueno. table sugar, sugar, table sugar, get rid of it. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Right. So we're letting that go. Now, complex carbohydrates, on the other hand, we want those bitches. We want the sweet potatoes. We want the quinoa, the brown rice. We want the you know whole grain bread, the Ezekiel bread. We want that stuff because our body is going to need it. We need the fiber that comes with it, the vitamins and minerals. Like Vitamin A is a huge one that isn't in many foods. You could eat a sweet potato and be set with your vitamin A intake for a day. You can eat half a sweet potato and probably be set for your vitamin A intake for for a day. So get your carb complex carbohydrates in and get rid of the processed shit the chips the pretzels the table sugar the white bread and pasta that shit's got to go not all pasta's bad by the way but get rid of that shit get rid of that shit stick with your high fiber whole food carbohydrate rich foods and i'm telling you you're going to be fine your body's going to love it and on to the next one on to the next one we gotta prioritize our protein again again if fat loss is the goal honestly this is just a good rule of thumb for anybody but if fat loss is the goal, we want to retain as much lean mass as possible. We want to retain as much muscle as we humanly we as humanly possible. So we need to prioritize our protein. So, but why? Why, right? Like, like well, I think a lot of people like to understand the reason why behind things. If you do, I would love to hear from you. Please shoot me a DM on Instagram at Tyler underscore Egan. I want to know if we're like in any way, because I like to understand the why behind things. Now that that's out of the way, the reason we want to prioritize protein is because it's gonna allow us to retain as much of the muscle that we have on our frame. It doesn't matter if you have to lose a 150 pounds or 15 pounds or two pounds. You have muscle on your body regardless. It's there. It doesn't matter how much weight you have to lose. But if the goal is fat loss and we want to, you know, stay toned, we want to get defined, we want to maybe get a little stronger, build a little bit of muscle, then we need to prioritize our protein. Because as you get into a calorie deficit, as, and trust me, if you're following these pillows, you're most likely going to be in a calorie deficit. Um, if, if that's the goal, then as you get into a calorie deficit, as your body's depleted of fuel for your body, the food that we give it, then your body's gonna begin to tap into stored muscle to give you energy. And through a process called, I just like saying this word because it makes me sound really smart, but it's called gluconeogenesis. Essentially what happens is your body will start tap into your stored muscle it'll break down the muscle into the nine essential amino or maybe it might be all the amino acids but it takes three specific amino acids i forget the names and it will turn those three amino acids into sugar and then it will use that sugar to give your body energy so if you've ever seen an anorexic person and i have i'm not dissing people who are anorexic i'm sure that shit is challenging to deal with but they are extremely thin right like you can see their their rib cage or the their bones right the reason for that is because they mostly likely have starved themselves to a point where they can't get energy from anything other than the stored muscle that is on their skeleton on their body so their body taps into that and then the body uses that for energy which leaves them you know where you see them so prioritize your protein if you are trying to lose fat and tone up 1000 percent. so pillar number four is prioritize your protein If you keep tabs on any of the three macronutrients, make it this one. Make it about 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight. All that kind of shit, all that kind of information is in the Fat Loss Pillars. Make sure you download it. Again, link will be in the show notes. Number, well, this is number six, but really it's pillar number five, is fat is just a word. The reason I say fat is a word is because it's the truth fat is essential for a body and the second you consume fat it will i promise you this it will not store itself as fat immediately i promise you and i don't make promises lightly this is a fact your body needs it. fat is important for so many things it's so important for hormonal health it's important for body insulation again i talked about vitamin a right i talked about the fat soluble vitamins like a d e k we need fat rich foods so that those vitamins can be transported throughout our body. Without them, they won't go. They won't do anything. There's one specific fatty acid or fat that we want to be particularly dialed in on, if you will, and that is your omega three fatty acids. Now, if you're like me and you follow a plant based diet, it's really hard to get two specific forms of fatty these omega three fatty acids. For that reason, I personally um, supplement with an omega three fatty acid supplement. You don't have to do this. Uh, There are certain omega-3 fatty acid-rich foods in the animal or the plant-based kingdom, and they are particularly high in uh, ALA. Now, ALA will convert into the DHA and EPA in our body, but the likelihood that it's it's gonna be enough is very small. That's why I personally, I've looked into this a bit. I highly recommend you research it as well. You shouldn't just take my advice on this. Um, That's the reason why I personally will, uh, that's why I do, Hold on, I need a water break. I'm talking too fast. It's good stuff. Uh, That's why I supplement with it. Now, if you're not plant-based or you eat like a pescatarian diet or something like that, I think the recommendation is like one to two... um, servings of like fatty fish a week or something like that. So you could do that. You could supplement with fish oil, I suppose too. But I really do think, regardless if you're vegan, plant-based or not, I really do think that the omega, the plant-based omega-3, the algae oil omega-3s are probably the way to go. Because that's where fish get it in the first place. So it makes sense just to go right to the source if you are going to supplement anyway. That just makes sense in my head. But you can do whatever you want. So pillar number five is don't fear the fat and get your omega-3s. And we got to prioritize omega-3s. Make sure you're getting good uh, sources of fatty acids in. Like your poly and monosaturated, uh, unsaturated fats like avocados, uh, nuts and seeds, and stuff like that. That's where you want to live. You don't want to get the the highly processed shit. That's the real problem the world today the highly processed shit okay next up here's some strategies for you to curb your hunger especially if you're fasting this shit can be extremely beneficial you want to use caffeine and you want to specifically caffeine i'll start with caffeine um for one hunger is a normal thing okay we are designed to feel it in a way and in the pillars, I briefly talk about some kind of biological mechanism in our brain, which is called the fight or flight mode. And essentially what happens is when we are in this fight or flight mode, when you don't have enough food, you feel hungry, you're most likely, your brain has flipped that switch. Um, your body is is getting all, is, is shuttling all of the blood to your, your muscles and shit like that so that you can fight or flight or flee. So one of the things I put in here and this has actually genuinely helped me with other things in life because that mechanism, the fight or flight mechanism is responsible in many things, many areas of our life is I will literally tell myself that I am fucking safe and I'm not going to die. Um, I will, in this case, you can be like, I'm going to get food soon. You know, it's not the end of the world. And just remind yourself of that. Like, I think people really downplay the power of like a mentally coaching yourself through shit. I mean, at the end of the day, you're all you got, right? So Tell yourself that. So, yo, dude, you're safe, bro. Like, you got this shit. Like, that you, I literally call myself bro. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm like, yo, bro. Clap myself up. So, yeah, tell yourself that you're safe. Like, the hunger will pass. Now that that's out of the way, and like I genuinely mean say that shit to yourself. Um, now that that's out of the way, there's two strategies I like to implement, when, especially when I'm fasting, especially when I'm trying to cut weight and uh, I'm hungry more. Strategically use your caffeine. Don't just house six cups of coffee. You know, have a cup of coffee in the morning and wake yourself up. Then get yourself hydrated. Um, and that's another thing. Go back to rule number, what is it, three or pillar number two. Drink your fucking water. Just drink your fucking water. And that might curb your appetite right there but use your caffeine strategically caffeine naturally will curb your appetite. So if you strategically use your caffeine then you might be good. So if you're trying fasting and you're used to having your first meal, like eight, nine, 10, that's usually when you start to feel hungry then plan to have some caffeine around then so that it'll curb your appetite. It's just one way that you can strategically curb your appetite and you can strategically use caffeine. That way you can strategically not be fucking strategically hungry. I'm going to keep using saying strategically because I want you to understand, don't just pound coffee just a pound coffee. Use that shit strategically. The next thing you can use... Some sparkling water. I've personally found that the carbonation makes me feel like full-ish or something. And on top of that, it's water, so it's hydrating you in some way, or at least in my head it makes sense. Whether that's true or not is, you I, know, I really don't know. But in my head, it makes sense. Um, a lot of seltzer waters these days are zero calories, so it's just one tool that you can put in the old tool belt. Uh, so you can, uh, you know, follow these pillars and get into the fucking shape you want. You want to look sexy as fuck. Let's go. So pillar number six, remember hunger is okay. Remind, coach yourself through that shit and use caffeine, sparkling water, strategically plan it out. When you know you feel hungry every single day, I guarantee you, I'd be willing to bet a hundred thousand dollars that I don't have. Uh, If you're feeling hungry one day, you're probably going to feel hungry at the same time the next day. So use that shit strategically plan it out. So that's pillar number six, pillar number seven, crave your enjoyment, baby, crave it this one is for all my people who want their cheap meals and shit like that this one's a bit more of a mental thing (laughs) um so my this pillar states that once every two to four weeks plan a meal snack or maybe even day if you need that shit of enjoyment to celebrate your journey if that's how you want to look at it personally if i'm just kind of like feel like i want it like chipotle i'll just go to chipotle i don't make a big deal about it however if you want to plan that stuff, like if you're like, I'm a planner too, right? There's a lot of things like my food isn't one of them, but when it comes to these things, sometimes planning it ahead might be a good route for you. So once every two to four weeks, plan a meal, snack, or day of enjoyment where you don't worry about the food. Like you, you just kind of let loose a little bit. You don't have to be super uptight about it or super um, restrictive. If that's the way you're viewing it, you can just enjoy yourself. So maybe go out to breakfast, go to like a diner with you and your kids or your your spouse or whatever. Go you know, have a have a date night or whatever the kids are doing these days uh go like there used to be where i lived in pa there was a vegan uh snack place up there i loved it i would spend like so much money it was so good it was so i like, crack and every time i would like before i moved up there my friend lived there so i would go visit him and then i would always just be like okay while well, i'm there i'm not gonna worry about what i'm eating as much and i would just spend a shitload of money at this place i would get like donuts and and cakes and shit It was so good so good and just made my journey more enjoyable way more fucking enjoyable so plan that shit out once every two to four weeks plan a meal snack day or day of enjoyment so you can celebrate the journey so you can enjoy the journey while we're here you know i've redefined the success in my life and this is what it is to me success is not a destination it's enjoying your fucking journey and that's the way I'm choosing to view everything that's happening in my own life right now. The last one, and oh boy, is this the most important one. Get your daily butt stuff in, my friends. I told you we talked about your butt again. Get your daily butt activities in. Now, what do I mean by get your daily butt stuff in? This is like like nobody's asking me this, so I'm going to answer it. Pillar number eight is move your fucking booty and move it often. It doesn't have to be anything strenuous. Like people, I I personally do believe that people, uh, Lifting weights is going to benefit you, not just from a physical physique, how your body looks standpoint, but it's also going to allow you to gain more neuromuscular control. It's going to allow you to feel your body more and understand how to control it and shit like that. I think there's so many benefits that go far beyond the physical aesthetic appearance of it, but you don't have to lift weights if you don't want to. You can do yoga, go for walks, ride your bike, play with your kids, throw the fucking football around. Anything, Really anything. You just need to move your body more. Studies have shown that increasing your knee or moving your body more, it's, it stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And all that really means is the exercise or activity you get that isn't your planned exercise. So just kind of like me right now. I'm standing. I'm doing this podcast. I'm kind of shifting back and forth. I'm moving a little bit. That kind of thing. You can be fidgeting at work. You get up, walk around at the job site a little bit. Just moving your body more can increase the total number of calories you burn a day up to 2,000 extra calories a day. So you are you may be asking right now, is that possible? I'm like, yes, it is. I'm not saying that you're going to burn 2,000 calories a day. I'm saying it's possible that you can burn up to 2,000 extra calories a day. And in this game of calories in versus calories out, if you don't wanna track that shit, getting more movement in is going to be fucking huge. So taking like two minute walks at work, you know, it can, literally two minutes. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just getting your tush up and moving your body a little bit. You know, I have a resistance band in my office. I'll pick that thing up. I'll just move my shoulders around a little bit when I'm like trying to when I'm like my my, my brain's puzzled for a moment. So it doesn't have to be much. It really really doesn't. Just move your body more. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Just move it. Just walk. Just go for a walk. Maybe a light brisk walk a jog if you want to just make sure you're striking with your forefoot and not your heel it's going to jack up your knees in the long term so guys that is going to be today's episode that is my strategy for intuitively eating and losing weight at the same time if you guys go to the show notes you'll see my fat loss pillars in the pillars i have um the pictures of me when i started my fitness journey and then when i actually implemented these and like you'll see like i actually did in the moment did not realize how lean i had gotten and I then implemented these again, um, back in October, I was running a fall challenge and I wanted to show everybody who ended the challenge that what you can do with just these pillars. And in these pictures, you'll see two sets of pictures. You'll see the differences in them. You can start to see my abs again as I'm losing a little bit of body fat and even these pictures i think i'm like a three or four pound difference so it's not that much at the very end of the the the, um what is this thing called (laughs) my fat loss pillars i give you some examples on how you can oh sorry how you can implement how or how you can begin to to apply these pillars within your days i show you how you can begin to move more um how you can begin to apply the pillars over the course of a one two three four five six seven month period so guys make sure you go to the show notes download that a copy of my fat loss pillars without tracking calories because that shit is overrated okay look is there a time and place for it absolutely i did it for years but if you don't want to i understand i'm with you i don't either so go check the fat loss pillars out download your own copy it doesn't cost anything um, if you guys take, took any vibe from this episode, if you took any value, if you've downloaded the pillars and you're coming back to this or something like that, you took in any value, I'd really appreciate it if you could share the podcast on your social media pages on whatever, share it with a friend, leave a rate and review on iTunes. It really does help me grow the show, helps people get some, give people some context as to why they should listen to the show without any further ado guys. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.